Military Mom Talk Radio. We know behind every soldier, sailor, airman, and marine is the family supporting them. With over 200 episodes in 17 countries, over five seasons, with three million monthly listeners, we are Radio Strong. Now, here are your hosts, Sandra Beck and Robin Boyd. everybody this is Sandra Beck and I'm here with Robin Boyd and we've done a lot of shows over the years Rob we've been I think on like 12 13 years something like that now um we've talked about new normal you know with deployments when people come home when people leave but one of the things that happens with that deployment and that new normal is the military and family changes, but a lot of things around it stay the same. You know, the commissary is the same, the, you know, whatever is the same. The kids go to school, they come home, all these things stay the same, and the military family shifts. And I have a lot of admiration for our military families because they do have to create new normals all the time. Right. This is the first time in human history that we can at least do a radio broadcast about how does the military family adjust to a new normal when all of the normal is changing around them? I think that's the difference. And I think most military families that I come into contact with and talk to on a regular basis, they're weary from handling new normals. Every time they move, it's a new normal. Every time they, you know, have a deployment and a, a redeployment or coming home from deployment, it's like new normal, new normal, new normal. You would think that this would prepare these families better for the new normal we're experiencing with all the kids' school being closed, you know, stores, mm-hmm. everything like that closed except for the, the necessities. Right. I think it's very different, Robin, because we have what I call new normal fatigue in our military families. It's like not only are they experiencing the new normal on top of another new normal, and the whole mm-hmm. world is reeling from trying to adjust to this new normal. So I think I've said new normal enough. I'm going to turn the mic over to you. <laughs> what I think, too, is hard is settling into this new pattern in that many people around us who would normally be the um, normally be the the, the the pillars, stability. yeah, the stability, the, the, the stability are no longer stable. They are also running frantic. And I think what's hard is the tension, even if people are, are kind of saying, oh, I'm okay. I'm okay. I'm getting this. Okay. I got, I got my toilet paper. I got my this, I got my that, and I feel okay. But there's still right now an underlying tension that I don't think any of us in our generation have ever really felt our parent. Well, in my case, my parents were in the depression. They understood that rationing. They understood that, um, that cause that national cause, if you will. But I think what's harder now is not only are we going to get eggs? Are we going to get flour? Are we going to get toilet paper? But oh my my God, am I going to get sick? And that right. underlying tension just puts a whole new spin on everybody's attitude and whether we can be social, whether we can't be social, should we, shouldn't we, should we, shouldn't we? That just puts a whole new dynamic that none of it, it, it it's been, everybody's been saying how unprecedented it is. It is unprecedented. 
this is right, at such a scale. You know, I think that yeah. you know, the uncertainty I think is faced by cancer patients all the time. You know, I, I can speak on behalf of that. You can speak on behalf of that. Yep. You know, when you're a cancer patient, you know, you don't know if you're going to get sicker, if you're going to die, if you're going to right. get better, you know, but you know, that's for a handful of the population, not for mm -hmm. the entire population. And I think one of the things, you know, you mentioned that was, that's been so significant for me is the pillars of normalcy in the community that we depend mm -hmm. on are now no longer dependable, you know, right. right? whether you talk about supplies or even just the coping behaviors that we use to get through our day. I know one of my favorite things since I work at home, I raise my kids at home, I take care of my dad at home. One of my favorite things was to go out to the library and work and get some of my work done there right mm -hmm. before I would pick up the kids. You know, it would just give me a break out of the house. Sure. And you would think that me working from home, yes, I have a home office and it is convenient. I'm not like many other people who are having to work on a living room tables and dining room right. tables or coffee tables, you know, anywhere they can find space. Mm -hmm. And my kids are older. I can't imagine doing this with younger kids, you know, kids that yes. were in elementary school, middle school and high school is enough for me. Um, mm -hmm. You know, but a lot of the systems that we relied upon, like the sports system, you know, putting the kids mm -hmm. in after school sports so that we can have a full work day and, you yeah. know, these win-wins that we could count on are not there anymore. And yeah. so some certain things are starting to collapse in <coughs> and we're in day like 21, 22 of quarantine. So we're having to have different tools to rely on to get through our day. You know what else too is I think um, we are now having to share. It's like back in the old days when you had to share one bathroom. We're having to share um, internet space too. Yeah. I one of the ladies that I work with was on a webinar with me. Uh, we were having a virtual meeting, and she had to pause her meeting just to get her one daughter into a Zoom meeting and get her set up, and then the other daughter was having another one 15 minutes later and her little one who is I think the fourth grade her little one's in the fourth grade she, one afternoon she says mommy I've just had so many meetings today I am just <laughs> <laughs> but this is a whole new dynamic that kids yes they're not going to school but they're the pressure of them having to make sure they log in having to get onto technology, a household that may not have strong bandwidth, having to share internet space, um, having to perhaps share a Chromebook. If they've got three kids um, and the school issued them one Chromebook, how are you going to juggle all of that? A lot of different pressures that we've just never faced before. Sure, sure. And I think, you know, there's also, you know, and this sounds really like, it sounds really opposite, but it is, it is, it creates pressure. Um, mm -hmm. When you have multiple kids like I do, and you have a job, you know, to, to, to do all day outside of the home and you have all the household chores. Um, and, you know, in my case, I care for my dad. You would think that all this extra time that I have not driving the kids to and from would be helpful. Well, it's not, you know, the, biggest complaint that I had prior to, you know, kind of this, this 
new lifestyle situation that we're easing into is I don't have enough time. I don't have enough time. Well, now I have enough time and I'm having a hard time allocating that time to the proper resources because now on top of working a full-time job at home, taking care of two kids, taking care of my dad, now I have the added burden like many parents of homework maintenance. You know, make sure you're up, get logged in, get all this stuff done. And so even though I quote unquote have all this extra time, not driving, not going to the office, not doing these things, it's eaten up with a lot of other things. And the tools that I used to do to keep my sanity, go walk around TJ Maxx, take a walk in the park, you know, go to one of the kids sporting events, cheer for a little bit and come back to work. I can't do anymore. And so one of the biggest things that I'm using to navigate this new normal and and help myself during this time coincides with our sponsor today, which I really want to thank Audible because Audible is the leading provider of spoken word entertainment and audiobooks. And they range, Rob, from bestsellers to celebrity memoirs to news and business and self-development. And what I'm using right now is the Audible program, which I've been a member for years. I'll be honest. I love them because I don't have to do anything static. I can fold laundry. I can walk around the house by listening to, you know, one of these audiobooks. And right now I'm listening to Relentless from Good to Great to Unstoppable by Tim Grover. And then I'm finishing up Atomic Habits, which is an easy proven way to build good habits and break bad ones. I'm actually integrating Audible as part of my new normal in navigating all this stuff with the kids at home and all the additional responsibilities I have to do. And Audible's offering this great um, program right now. You can go to audible.com slash military mom or text military mom to 500 500. That's audible.com slash military mom. Now audible is spelled a U D I B L E. So that's audible.com. And Rob, you can download these titles anywhere. You can listen offline or online. If I pop from my phone to my computer to my tablet up in the bathroom, I pick up right where I was left off. The app is free and it can be installed on all these different smartphones and tablets. And if you can't decide what to listen to, you don't have to spend your credits right away. They last for a year. And recently I returned my first Audible book ever in many years. Yeah. And it was so easy. They just gave me a new credit. The book went back, you know, done, done and done. It was so easy. And what it does, Rob, is during this new normal that we're talking about with our military families, it allows me to have a mental break from everything else to either drop into a story or in my case, I'm not really good at being told a story. I'm much better at, at, how to get better, how to do things better. That's why Atomic Habits and Relentless from Good to Great, the Unstoppable book um, is so good for me because it it charges me up. And it's after an hour of that, I can turn around and go, I can do this. And you use Audible in a completely different way than I do. I do. Right now I'm listening to, um, I love the fact that there are so many different categories. If you are a sci-fi buff, mysteries, self-development, romance, history, fiction, business, kids, teens. I mean, there are so many. Right now, I'm um, into bios and, and memoirs, and I'm actually listening to uh, Bossy Pants with Tina oh. Fey. <laughs> what is so fun is 
if you are needing a little bit of an escape or a little bit of a, um, a diversion from everything that's happening around you, I love the fact that you have a little escape. You might be folding laundry, but you can be listening to this at the same time. When you pause and you go to a different device, it picks up right where you left yes. off. You don't worry about finding your spot again. Um, I love the the variety that's in here is is just amazing. I also like listening to old radio shows and they um, have some cool uh, old things that kind of brings back memories for me. Um, but in their little short things that I can just do in a quick, um, a quick listen, or you can listen to a book that might, uh, you'd pause and be able to put it down and pick it right up where you left off. I love that. I love that. I love the escapism too. I love that it, yep. you know, takes me out of, cause you know, you can't swing a dead cat around without hearing something about the pandemic. Like, you know, yes. whether you get gas at the gas station, it's up on the TV there. If you want to turn on your email, it's right there front and center. You know, heaven forbid exactly. you walk into the living room with my dad with the TV on 24 mm-hmm. seven, you know, I can't escape it. But what I can do is I can escape into either one of these improvement books or one of these inspirational books that take me away it gives me a break and then I can come back to do what I need to do refreshed and ready to go and sometimes with some really good new habits so we want to visit audible.com slash military mom or text military mom to 500 500 and go ahead and get your credit to pick out any title and know that with the program you get two audible originals from a monthly selection and access to the New York Times the Wall Street Journal the Washington Post as well as the guided meditation programs. I just think the variety is phenomenal. So audible.com slash military mom or text military mom to 500 500. You'll be glad you did. You know, Rob, we're talking about the things that we do to develop new normals. And, you know, for my new normal, it's making a concerted effort to have an audio book always at the ready on my phone and have a, 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 a set time to listen you know I, I and I make it a ritual Rob I go get a cup of tea you know me and my tea I sit down I might get a couple of cookies a cracker some cheese something like that I put in my earphones and then I sit out like on my porch or sit out in my backyard and I listen to somebody drown out everything that's going on in my head until I can escape from my own life and then it's me and you know James Clear, it's me and Dr. Kelly McGonigal, like whoever it is. Um, but it gives me that mental break because we can't leave. You know, we can't leave our right. homes easily. We can't go to the park. We can't go run around. I can't go to the gym. All the things I relied on for my new normal. So yeah. going to audible.com slash military mom or text military mom to 500 500 is a big part of my new normal. What are some things you're doing? Cause you went from full-time working out of the home now to full-time working in the home with your mm-hmm. retired husband. That's gotta be fun. <laughs> What is kind of nice, though, in our case, is that we did used to work together um, years ago, and we worked out of the home. Um, So we're kind of falling back into that pattern. And I like it because he has, he knows I need space. He gives me my space. I have a room where I can go to and he kind of knows that um, when I'm in here, 
he he might pause in and say goodbye or whatever if he's taking off but um he knows that um i need some space i think what's hard is dividing your workspace and your home life when it's in the same under the same roof um you know so many times you you'll hear that ding of the uh email or you'll hear um you'll know a message just came in and you're actually in fixing dinner so you stop dinner it's after five it's after hours and you stop and you go and you pick up the email because you think oh i'm missing something i think dividing one's time can be the most difficult same with structuring for the kids for their homework I think keeping them on somewhat of a schedule is important. Kids depend on that type, that regularity. They depend on having a little bit of structure in their day. It gives them a sense of security. And I think if you say, okay, between 9 and 11, we're going to do X, Y, Z. Maybe you need to take a break, have a lunch break, maybe from 1 to 2, pick up and do a little bit more, depending on what age they are, of course, and what their schoolwork is and what their what your district is depending for you to do at home. This is challenging for some parents because they may not have ever been in an instructional mode, and now we're given this directive that we're taking over as the teachers. This is hard for some families. It's hard for everybody. You know, even my homeschool moms are telling me how frustrated they are because, again, the things that they relied on, you know, the certain times of the week where they would bring their kids to do whatever, the PE requirement, means going to the dance studio, the karate studio, not available anymore, you know, at least for a time being. And I think it's it's really tough um, for anyone to be thrust out of their routine. Mm-hmm. And the whole world has been thrust out of their routine. You know, first responders are are sleeping. Yes. I've got first responder neighbors who are sleeping in the garage. They don't want to go in and infect their family. So they come mm-hmm. home, you know, they and they sleep in the garage. You know, they're in a yes. tent or they sleep in their RV, you know, their camper mm-hmm. that's in the background. You know, all of these things are upending the apple cart. And I don't think that especially we as most people in the United States, we don't ever go to the grocery store and find no eggs, no milk, no pasta, right. no flour. We're not used to waiting four hours to get into a Costco or a Sam's Club or a right. Walmart or being told only three of you can go in and the other two you have to wait. It's like this weird yeah. carnival ride <laughs> that yeah. we're on, you know, that we can't yeah. seem to get off. And, you know, I think that one of the things that really helps me navigate some of this new normal is to really concentrate on what I do have. And this was taught to me by a uh, submarine officer. I did a show with him a couple of weeks ago. You guys can look mm-hmm. him up, uh, Brian Andrews. And he told me that when the submarine is ready, preparing to dive, and it makes that song, awooga, awooga, awooga. He says, okay, I'm going to shift my mindset to thinking about what I can do, 
not what I can't do. He says, I don't think about when I'm, you know, 2000 feet under the sea, I don't think about playing tennis. I don't think about, you know, going to the park with my kids. And he goes, all that stuff doesn't serve me. And he goes, it doesn't mean to be cold or harsh, but I put on that next mentality. And that mentality is what can I do while I'm underway? You know, he called it his underway mind and his underway mind gave him, I can read, I can, you know, write to friends, I can do, you know, X, Y, and Z, whatever his underway routine is. And I think the faster we get our mind around, because that clicked in me with my kids and I talked to them at dinner like day eight or nine. It's like, okay, guys, we're underway with our new mindset. We're not going to be frustrating ourselves and each other by going, I can't go to the gym. I can't go to soccer. I can't go to dance. Well, now what Zachy's doing is his dance classes online. The studio is broadcasting them. They log in and they all practice on his dance team. And, you know, it's not ideal, but it's not awful either. Right. And so, you know, focusing on your underway mentality. Okay. We're underway. We're underway for the next, whatever, three weeks, two months, whatever that looks like. And instead of focusing on what we can't do, let's focus on what we can do. And honestly, we have Wi-Fi. We have Netflix. We have cell phones. I mean, there's part of me that looks at some of these posts on Facebook of the, you know, the drama, the trauma and things. And that's not to say there's not disappointments, but in reality, we're not starving. We're in a time in our country that it's not a thousand degrees outside or 50 below. We still have electricity. We still have our devices. We still have TV. I mean, there's a lot of good to be done during this time if you choose to use your time in a way that serves you. That's why I do those Audible books. You know, that's why I'm doing the thing that I have on my to-do list that aren't getting done because really I have no excuse. And I think sometimes, too, just getting a couple of things that we do have control over under control. For example... I think we've all gotten into a habit of, oh, gee, I need flour. I need X, Y, Z. Either I run down to the store or I, I pop something into Amazon and I'm, I've got it on my doorstep that afternoon or the next morning. I think we know now that there's going to be a delay in what we get. We have to do a little bit of extra planning And by having things at the ready, we're feeling less vulnerable. All of us, it's sort of like the rug was just pulled out from under us and oh my gosh, everything is, um, is not there. I don't, I, I can't, I don't have any control. What do you mean? I can't get paper towels. What do you mean? I I might not be able to get this. There's no eggs. Why? I, I think once we have a little control over those things, so we buy some extra canned goods. We buy what we can pick up. I'm going to try almond flour this time instead of regular almond right. flour. That's what I found on the shelf. Um, there are certainly a lot of things we can do. So we get to be a little inventive. And thank goodness for being able to Google recipes and understand how to do things. I didn't have buttermilk. Now I know what I can use for a substitute. There are so many things. I think once we can feel in control in that one element, then other things that are a little less out of our out of our control um, you know, we, we can cope with a a lot better. Yeah. I mean, you know, and the thing is, is I try to teach the kids, uh, you know, look at this as another adventure. 
Mm, yeah. You know, and you know, for for some military families, they've been all over the world. You know, so moving mm-hmm. to Italy or moving to Spain or moving mm-hmm. to Australia, it's it's another adventure for the family. So sure. we sure. can also look at this, and I've I've tried to really hit home to my kids that you're living a part of history that will be written in the history books. You know, what we're experiencing today, someday your kid will study this school and they will ask you, mom, you know, did you, or dad, did you, or uncle, you know, Zach, did you, what happened in those days? Were people afraid and what, you know, what really happened? They're living in a part of history that'll be in their future books. And that kind of jazzed them. I'll be honest. They really like that one. That's such a great approach. I love that. Um, yeah, they should keep a diary maybe or take pictures or, or something or other. I, I, it's true. There are times that my mom would relay things that from the depression that um, she would just take into stride and, oh, yeah, you know, well, we did this and didn't think anything of it because they, and I think partly too right now, we don't have similar to the depression. They didn't know when the war would end. We don't quite have an end date. We can't just say. Yeah, but we know it's not going to be years. Exactly. But we, you know, it, it, but that does stress people. If they're saying, well, what do you can, do I plan for the reunion on June 5th? I mean, I'm my, we've got a family wedding coming up July 4th. Um, is that going to be okay? Is everybody going to be able to fly here? Can they get here? You know, there are certain uncertainties certain things that are um, unraveling because we can't make plans. Um, so we're, we're just learning. That's all. We're just learning. We're just learning. And we're, you know, and the other thing that I think is really difficult for some families, you know, my little introvert is fine. He loves to be left alone and read. He likes yeah. to go on the computer and then have his class and come home. My extrovert, not so much, you know, yeah. he really misses his friends and the interaction and the social aspect of it. Yeah. And, you know, there's a tension that needs to be placed to those kids and those members of your family that take isolation as a punishment because really what do you do with your extrovert kid he's bouncing off the wall he's talking to everybody what do you do go to your room and don't come out so those kids are feeling that like they feel it more as a punishment and then you know my introverts like go to your room great I've got the Harry Potters to finish I'll see you in two weeks like just send the food in mom I'm happy um You know, and I think it's true that way for parents as well. And one of my friends, Lisa, who's an extrovert in Texas, you know, the radio station's daughter, Lisa. Yeah, yeah. She really, really misses her friends and family. And she's an art teacher at an elementary school. And that that was a big part of her fulfillment and seeing and teaching the other teachers. Mm -hmm. Um, I heard from her dad that she was putting together these Skype group calls and these, you know, Zoom group calls. with all the other teachers so they can share their experiences and even though they're not in the you know the lunchroom talking to each other about their stuff because you don't become a teacher if you're not social well that's very true you know where else I think a lot of people are are um having difficulty is if they can't go to church or temple um and have their spiritual um uplift uplifting every week we uh we depend on that um whether it be a church service or whether it be going to temple i think people or whatever their denomination or their faith is 
not being able to go um, and and pray and be, show that devotion is difficult. Our, many churches, of course, are doing streaming, and they're doing our particular church doesn't stream, but they send out the sermon and um, all of the um, the spiritual lessons and are the um, you know the Bible lessons and all of that. So it's nice to have but it's not quite the same when you're sitting there in a group and and sharing that um, i think that's that's another area that's that's been you know having to find a different way of um uplifting your spirit absolutely well and i think it's also very difficult for um people who aren't used to being on technology i mean i think oh, you know, yeah. it's been really fun for me in some respects to see mm-hmm. my elderly relatives you know who have iphones because that's what mm-hmm. their plan gave them mm-hmm. to all of a sudden because i'd be like can you just hit the facetime no no you know i just i don't know how to use facetime you don't yeah. there is no using facetime you just have to you know push it's the button the in room yeah. for aunt yeah. julie like it's going to be fine but now there's like they have to and they're like why haven't done this sooner and I look at myself going really like yeah I've been trying to do this um exactly yeah you know and I have found that that one of the things that does uplift me especially when I'm feeling claustrophobic closed in with my kids and dad and just really frustrated is I call somebody I look through my phone book and I look for somebody who is elderly or lives alone and then I call them and I say, oh. you know, I'm just thinking about you and I don't spend a lot of time and I don't complain, you know, it's not like I'm call, you know, calling to do a dump on them, but I feel like I've done something vital and important for this other person. Cause if they didn't want to speak to me, they wouldn't pick up like everybody can do that. But the change in state, I called one of these ladies, Lillian, the other night and she says, so why are you calling me? What do you want? And I said, I'm just calling to see how you're doing. Oh. Yeah. And I'm like, do you have everything you need? Well, yes, I do. You know, are you, how are you faring? What are you doing? And the change in her, the lightness in her by the end reflected the lightness in me. And that was really cool. Isn't that sweet? I think too, if you um, are at the store and you know, somebody has had some issues and not able to get out and you saw, um, you know, something at the store to bring it to them. Um, There's so many little things, I think, that sudden people are saying, oh, okay, I can do this. Okay, I can do this. It, it doesn't take much. It's just a little bit of effort. And why haven't we been doing this? Well, you know, we should have been, but we've just lived such a hectic life. I think this is a little gift. And we have to look at it as a little gift in a way that, um, we're discovering something about ourselves that maybe was buried that got lost a little bit and maybe we're letting it resurface and that's a good thing. Yeah. I mean, it is a good thing. And, you know, I think, you know, having the opportunity, (laughs) I covered it up so I wouldn't sneeze. It's my, my, my non-virus spreading (laughs) sneeze for, for the, for the, for the podcast today. Cause isn't that funny? Like 
do you do this too? Like the minute you take a little tickle in your throat, your nose things, you're like, is it, is it the virus? Is it the virus? And then I calm myself down going, okay, you haven't seen anyone in 21 days. You right, guys have right, been stuck right. in the house. You haven't even gone out for fo- food delivery. Like, no, you're fine. And yeah. then you go on your next day. But it's funny how that's your immediate. Yeah. Our pharmacy printed, uh, did this little uh, graph, which was awesome. And it just was, all right, here are COVID symptoms. These are the things that you should um, be watchful of. This is the cold. This is allergies. This is the flu. And it just sort of broke everything down in black and white. And it was a little comforting to say, all right, all right, that really is okay. Okay, then I, you know, I shouldn't be too concerned. Just seeing it just made things a little bit easier. But yeah, yeah the farmers are really helpful. Um, you know, a big shout out to all of those people who are keeping the country running, the people who are still at the grocery stores, the people who are still at the uh, convenience stores and the pharmacies. I mean, that has been truly at least that semblance of normalcy. But I can do probably four days of, of uh, meals from what I get at CVS. <laughs> Don't have to go to the grocery store. Right. I, everything I need at CVS, talk about gas station sushi or whatever, you know, I, I totally can get by with what I can get at a convenience store or at the, or at the pharmacy. Yeah. Well, I'm using some of those box delivery companies, you know, and they, you know, they, they are, are doing their, their job and, you know, it's a little more expensive than I'm used to. Mm -hmm. Yes, it is. But, you know, you just go, it also saves like, you know, I'm not sure if it is or it isn't because, you know, by the time I drive to the grocery store, it's a tank Mm -hmm. of gas, you know, or not a tank, but it's a couple gallons each way. And, you know, especially in California where the gas can be four or $5 a gallon, then you're kind of like going, wow, I'm spending $20 just to drive to the grocery store, you know, and pick up whatever. So I don't know, you know, it's one of those things where it's a whole new normal and we're all learning what works for us and what works for me may not work for you. Right. Right. I think too, like you doing in, in considering this an adventure, I think we as adults do have to model um that confidence that yeah. I'm sure what tomorrow's going to bring but we're okay and to be able to say we're okay you know yes this this is different we're okay and to give kids that feeling of confidence so that maybe 10 years from now something else is going to hit them and they're going to say you know what we we got this we got through that thing in 2020, we're going to be okay. Relaying that kind of confidence, I think, is for any kid, whether uh, I, I think we need to help kids feel that they are capable of handling something. And they can, they can, they're very they're very savvy little kids. They really are. Absolutely. I mean, they're totally savvy and they're, you know, they're also more savvy than we are. You know, I was doing mm-hmm. something the other day and Zach walked in and goes, mom, you're doing it wrong. And I said, what? And he like <laughs> goes click, click, click. And he's like, look now he goes, now you can see everybody you're working on the thing. Everybody can see your screen. And he's like, huh. 
And I'm like, okay, fine. 13 year old go out and conquer the world. Cause you know, those are the things that, that happens in my household, but I'm cognizant of the fact that we all bring something to the party and the, the, yeah. the responsibility of, of navigating this is on the shoulders of the parents, but it's not on only the parents in the household. Right. Right. You know, it's really a team effort. It really is. Um, and, and there again, an opportunity Think about it, and I think we've talked about this in a previous show. We are always going a mile a minute, and I noticed it um, in my neighborhood not too long ago. Um, last week, I went weekend. There were so many kids in the neighborhood. They were outside um, yes. riding bikes because kids are taken to so many activities and taken here, taken there. All of a sudden, there is a little joy in display discovering your own backyard and um, being able to for little ones to play in the backyard not having to go to the to this event and not having to go there to have a little family time that we lose in this 21st century because of all of the demands that are on us and we're just rushing to here and rushing to there and we've got to make this commitment we've got to be there and I've got to do this and that all of a sudden, we have a little more time to say, oh, we're having dinner together. Oh, maybe it's a lunchtime thing, and maybe it's us sitting down and being able to watch a tutorial with our kid instead and see what they're experiencing at school, which we never have had that option to see because they're at school and we're at work. So right. some little blessings in there. Um, that we just have to say thank you for, I think. Um, obviously, this has been very serious for so many, and we certainly don't want to undermine the fact that this is a serious health threat. But for us who are trying to be cognizant of our health and safety, um, that little blessing that we do get out of this is is the comfort to get us through. Absolutely, and we get to... We get to not have to have decision fatigue with the millions of choices. Like that's the one thing that I'm finding going like, wow, I don't have to figure out what fantastic meal is for dinner tonight. I don't have to figure out how to get everybody, you know, teleport from here to there to there. And yeah. we can all sit down and have dinner and heaven forbid, we actually watch a movie together instead of everybody watching their own yeah. movie on their own devices, yeah. fighting about which way, whether yeah. we should watch Iron Man, Spider-Man or the Muppets. Like, you know, we go yeah. around. Yep. And around, you know, in some of these things. And so we don't have that decision fatigue because the millions of decisions we have to make every day are now minimized yeah. to, okay, what's important? What's of value? What yeah. do we need to do? And to me, that's the biggest silver lining of all. It has showed me how kind of out of control in some respects my life, the kids' life, the activity life, and the values. Like, why did I have kids, you know, to spend time with them? So, right. you know, there's some good silver linings here. Um, Rob, I thank you for this great show today, adjusting our new normal in abnormal situations with lots of uncertainty, lots of things, but there's always a silver lining to be found.
thanks for spending time with us today on Military Mom Talk Radio. We've got more than 200 episodes available to you anytime on iTunes or at our website, MilitaryMomTalkRadio.com. Find us on Facebook or Twitter. We look forward to another great conversation with you on Military Mom Talk Radio.